Creativity will strengthen. E nā mana e nā reo e nā kāranga ranga maha o te motu, nau mai haere mai ki tēnei hōtaka a te ahikā. Ko Maraia Rakrakua hau. Ko Justine Maria hau. This is Te Ahikā on Radio New Zealand National. In tonight's broadcast, when Rungo Marae Rua Marae, Poranga Ho, took part in Māori Television's Marae DIY programme. That's where a Marae applies to have their complex renovated or refurbished with the help of a crew supplied by Māori Television, and the process is recorded for TV. It was bittersweet, yes. The pa was being renovated, but there was sadness for some of the whānau as a key person was missing. Two years ago, Bevan Tipene Matua drowned while collecting kaimwana for that hui. Right at the time, he was gathering power for the for, uh, kaimwana for the DIY. And of course, he was my son. You're um, talking about Bevan. Bevan, Bevan Tipene, yeah. So that, <clears throat> that, that put a, a big spoke on the wheel of the DIY, but we decided that, to carry on. Let's do justice to this boy of ours. And, <clears throat> so we carried on. Hundreds of people turned up. Well, there were hundreds of people at the at the Tangihang anyway, mm-hmm. and most of them stayed on. And we worked all night. We had we originally had four days to do it. We'd done it in just under two days, the whole program, which was an amazing feat. Rangitani Tipene takes Justine on a tour of the complex in Marae Otemotu. That's coming up, and how's this for a mouthful? That's my attempt. Here's Justine's. I'm going to have to edit that <laughs> and make me sound fluid. More from Justine and those Ngāti Kahununu ladies, Te Poriti Tipene and Morihu Smith, who took her on a tour of the site with the world's longest place name. Nā reira koutou mā, kuera te kaupapa, hei tēnei ahiahipo. That's the line-up tonight. You're listening to the sound of Te Ahika with Justine Murray and Mariah Rakuraku. She's your boy, Taina. We're starting to head into Matariki time, the Māori New Year. And it's also the transit of Venus that actually takes place on Tuesday, or more Wednesday. And if you want to be where the action is, East Coast, North Island, Te Aitanga, Hauiti, Ngāti Porau is the place to be. Hey, and you better be quick because the next one's not until 21.17 and 21.25. Aye. Wayne Nutter is committed to growing his community of Uawa and building the goodwill between Pākehā and Māori because how he sees it, it was set that way from the initial meeting between Māori and Pākehā when James Cook arrived in 1769 in Uawa. Is there a historical relationship between the Aitanga Ahawiti and the transit of Venus? There is a historical relationship uh, and would call it recent um, history in terms of 1769 when a guy by the name of James Cook uh, and others with him arrived 
in in Tūranga had a bad experience here. The people of Tūranga certainly had a bad experience. He came uh, north to Anoura, didn't go in, but ended up being escorted into uh, Opautama, Uawa. Uh, people refer to it as Cook's Cove. And so they spent eight days there. And by all accounts, it was a positive experience, a constructive experience. They were provisioned. Uh, Māori there um, gained an insight, I would suggest, into uh, a newcomer. Um, more than that, though, uh, we of Teitanga Hauiti, uh have explored, but not to a large extent, the influence of Tupaya, who came with them, who guided them. And Tupaya was the Tahitian. Ah, um, because he did spend some of that time there talking at length with people of Teitanga Hauiti. Now, we have no record. We have only hear what uh, may have been spoken about, so... That's of, of interest for us. So there is history of um, Teitanga Hauiti with, with the first European to, to land here and with um, the likes of Tupaya in particular. So with the upcoming transit of Venus in June, is there a sense that it's a historical occasion to be remembered? It's uh, two things. Um, that's obviously the reason why James Cook ended up in in uh, uh, Aotearoa. Um, secondly, in 2004, some of our uh, students at Tolaga Bay Area School, Kurunui, uh, entered a national competition uh, around the transit of Venus, um, organised by the Royal Society and the Freemasons, and with two other schools... Pakuranga and Nelson, I think, they um, won that national competition. Uh, and so that led them um, to Whitby in England uh, to revisit um, that uh, part of Cook's uh, life and back to Uawa in Tolaga Bay. Now, the transit occurs um, in pairs, so eight years apart, 2004, now 2012. This is carrying on from that very recent engagement with our kids then uh, to now and celebrating, more than anything, I think um, highlighting the fact that in places like Uawa, Tolaga Bay, there are essentially two peoples, um, Pākehā, Māori, and we've lived together for a number of generations, the good and bad of it, um, and so I suppose we'd like to look at that. We, we, we're, we're celebrating on the premise of um, dual heritage, uh, shared future. Um, that's the reality of our existence right now. Mm. And what are some of the things that you're doing? Um, for the last year, since June last year, we've um, had a number of... Um, initiatives and, and events that have occurred uh, with different partners. And so our main partners in this are the Royal Society of New Zealand, the MacDowell Institute based at Victoria University here, the Ellen Wilson Centre of um, based at uh, Massey, um, and we've entered into some projects with those particular institutes around 
around uh, science, around um, uh, the restoration of a of a community physically, as well as um, in terms of of what a community um, holds. So, what do you um, mean, restoration of a community? Um, Are you talking about Uwawa Tolaga Bay? I'm talking about Uwawa, and we started looking at restoring a piece of our river mouth in, in terms of repatriating flora uh, to there that was there in the time of Cook. Now we were only we were narrowing it down to the river mouth. Um, now that has expanded <laughs> with the help of that Wilson yes, Centre <laughs> into the whole Uawa catchment. Of course. <laughs> and realising of course that if you look at one spot on a river it's affected by everything else up the river. So and that's been quite exciting. And so that particular uh, initiative will be acknowledged on the 6th of uh, June uh, with the Alan Wilson Centre, but that's just the start of a 50, 100-year project. Um, as well with the McDiamond Institute and particularly with uh, the late um, Sir Paul Callan, um, we have... Uh, helped organise the Transit of Venus Forum taking place in Gisborne on the 7th and 8th uh, of June and that brings together a whole lot of people. Um, more hills. Including ourselves. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> um, and really that, it brings people together um, premised by one comment that uh, Paul Callaghan was uh, regularly uh, made, which was, um, New Zealand is a place that talent wants to be. Hmm. And so what we are saying is, well, Uawa is the place that talent wants to be. And um, it is about building your community. It is about using the resources that are available, that you can access, that you can create, to ensure you have a sustainable future. Uh, and that future is a shared future. We, you know, that's the reality of our existence. A number of events celebrating that shared future that started at Uawa when Cook made landfall in 1769 will be played out during the upcoming week and includes an exhibition that opened at Te Tairawhiti Museum in Gisborne on Friday. A po that was on the Whare Hine Materoa when Cook arrived in Uawa returned to the Thairawhiti Museum last week on loan from Auckland Museum and forms the centrepiece of the Transit of Venus exhibition displaying taonga from pre- and post-European times. Today, Jack Thatcher and Hotsurua Kerr steered Waka Haurua Nahirako Maitawhiti in Aotearoa 1 into the bay and they'll be on display during the week. The whole thing around navigation, we remind ourselves and, and remind our community that navigation is not the domain of one people. Uh, but, it, you know, there are uh, certainly um, two bodies of knowledge. Um, that are as, as valid as each other. very valid. And that's, you know, that's where you have to give the likes of Heke Nubu by Busby and... Jacko and uh, Hotaru and all those others uh, who who have sailed <laughs> on their craft. Oh, across Mononuiaki. Back to Hawaii <sighs> and back again. Um, and using traditional methods. Um, and that's exciting. 
And so a number of our people from Tokumaru and Uawa are actually um, have been involved the last few months crewing those, training and crewing those waka. They're building towards a, a voyage to Rapa Nui in August. Um, and that's part of um, the drive that Hekanukumai brings to that particular project. So there's that. And then, of course, on the day itself, on the 6th, we will welcome uh, a large manuhiri at Hawiti Marae in the morning. Uh, we've got a number of events happening uh, on that day, apart from the pohiri. Uh, we're rededicating uh, our wharf, our jetty, which is uh, supposedly the longest in the southern hemisphere, the concrete one anyway. Uh, that's been re uh, renovate that's been renovated over the last few years well actually more than the last few something like 20 years had uawa so rededicating that we are uh, highlighting what i mentioned before about um, the restoration of uh, of flora um, and so we we've got a planting going on below the school at the river mouth of something like a thousand plants um, ideally propagated from seeds that we um, sourced from Kew Gardens in uh, in London. Ngauri o ngamei hariatu e kuki. And banks. <laughs> um, and as well as that, we've got um, a play that our uh, students have been working on, well, community actually, uh, which highlights, which is a transit of Venus play, but and, and so it's our interpretation of what happened at uh, when Cook and his people came into Uawa and met ours. Um, this is, hasn't, of course, all happened like yesterday. No, it's so been it's been in training for a couple of mm. years, um, and we're looking forward to the day. Beyond that, of course, uh, for us, I suppose this is the start of of another chapter, and so it's about building and leveraging off what happens. Uh, Jeez, you know, when you were growing up, I mean, every time that I've gone over to that part of Aotearoa, you get such a sense that of Cook's presence. Yeah. If and you go did to... you grow up around? Yeah. <laughs> well, put it this way. I grew up in a little place called Mangatuna, which is just north of Uawa. So, Mangatuna, Mangatuna, Uawa, Uawa. <laughs> <laughs> And if you went to town, that was right. an experience. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Gisborne was, yeah. oh, man. That Going was, to another world. Yeah. <laughs> but um, certainly Uwawa Tolaga Bay has got a presence of, uh, you know, Cook's presence and all the streets, for instance, named after mm. people on the Endeavour. Um, but it's... Because, you know, to be... I mean, the history between Māori and Pākehā yeah. has been unpleasant. Yeah. Like, like most places... There has there's um, there have been parts of our history that are not pleasant, and I've got to say not pleasant probably both ways. And so you acknowledge those things. I certainly think that in the last generation, particularly say in the last twenty thirty years, there have been there has been a coming together of like minds. I suppose um, I've got to say that a lot of it is driven by education by our focus on what's happening at the school as a community, as a learning community. Um, and we we um, go out of our way to make sure we're inclusive of people in the community. So Pākehā Māori, um, we've even got Koreans there, I think, um, and others. Um, and so you, you bring communities together to do things. 
and your whatever event you might organise, which we have over the years, you um, you leverage off that to to push uh, that inclusiveness. Um, if I talk about one particular event back in two thousand and three. I'm getting old now, 2003, <laughs> 2005, we had an exhibition that that um, spanned uh, uh, two months, three months, called Te Pau Te Kani. And it was, a, it was a, for all intents and purposes, purposes it was an, an art exhibition, but it was more than that. It was a community exhibition of art, of events, of music, of um, initiatives that people had on their radar at the time and that allowed us to more than anything find out what we knew <laughs> who we knew who mm -hmm. was in our community and um it built up we've certainly used art and and taonga as a as a as a foundation for building other things so um that's that again as i mentioned before is is, is part of the legacy of tarafiolo around innovation around art around creativity um, and so we've got a strong uh, if I say so myself we've got a strong group of fiber artists a very strong group of fiber artists innovative um, you, you you mold them and you push them through the likes of Toy Hokura uh, which is the art school over the arts in Gisborne, in Gisborne there. Um, and you build their, their capability and you build our own capacity. Now, that what does that lead to? It leads to people thinking a bit differently about their future, not just in art. Um, it helps us, you know, art is, is one of those hooks, I suppose. Uh, there is a strong science drive, and um, that um, people like um, like our brother, our late brother, for instance, Paratene, was certainly key, key in driving. Uh, and so you want people to develop um, their appreciation of science at Hoi Tumarai with Otago postgrad uh, students working on science projects. We do that every year. We've done it for the last 10 years. Um, and they're enjoying themselves. And I said to my wife, they're supposed to be working. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so this flies in the face of all the... Um Negative media attention that's often placed upon Marvin Wayne. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 I mean, it's not to say that we haven't got our, our problems in our own community. <coughs> you know, every community's got their problems. It's how you manage those. It's how you mitigate those. It's how you create a conditions in your community and, in, and with families, um, which, um, as I said before, you, you focus people's attention and energy into education. And you you um, you drive that. Uh, you know, I mean, I work at the Ministry of Education. I don't, I don't want to talk about education because you get into that education speak that no one knows what you're saying. But we've always been about education. Why? Because it provides you with options. One, secondly, you help to, you work as a community to create conditions that make your people want to be there. But it's not necessarily the education that's contained within a, a classroom and a curriculum, no, eh? definitely not. See, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about a classroom, the classroom is between the ears, um, and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, there is a learning involved. Um, it, it, it's just that you need 
focal points. So a school is a focal point. The marae certainly is the focal point. Events are focal points, like transit taking place. That's a huge educational undertaking. Massive. And now our kids are all part of that. They're actually, they're the key part of it. Um, and so you, you, we, we are lucky in the sense, well, I don't know if it's luck, but we're lucky in the sense that we're in a small community. And so, you know, everyone knows everyone else's business. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even the business that I really know. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and we, we tend to, to come together when we need to um, come together, certainly with events that need managing. We've got a, we've had a good crew on the ground, you know, hands on on the ground. But when we when I talk about you want people to be there, not just the ones who are there, but you want um, those that we are supposedly going to send out, which we do, to get educated. You want them to come back. Yes. And and you know contribute. And contribute to the community. Yeah. yeah. And so mm. you want them, you you want to create conditions that. In their minds and in their hearts, they want to be yes. there. <laughs> because, you know, you can... Um, Auckland's, Auckland, the great Auckland region is, is growing phenomenally. Of course, thousands going to Australia. So people are leaving. We can count the number of families in the last two months that have left Uawa. And that's, that's tough. Um, and so you lose your people. And your marae, your schools, your community is nothing without its people. So it's not about saying you've got to stay because you've got to stay, but you've got to you've got to make you've got to create conditions for people wanting to who want to stay. I'm not talking about employment, but I'm talking about creativity. So you think creative creatively or you encourage your people and your young ones who are learning in particular to think creatively about how they will um, and can survive. And education is the key to that. And that's something that can be applied to any any small community any, around Aotearoa. Any community, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, um, like, we're looking forward to certainly the 6th, but we're also looking forward to the 7th and the 8th, and we're definitely looking forward to the next uh, 20, 30, 50 years. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Indeed. And kia ora, wainata no Ngāti Pro. And what they're doing to celebrate the transit of Venus. Literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. So if you get the chance, take some time out of your day on Wednesday and look towards the sun. Tokyo. The little dot you'll see moving across the sun is Venus. Now there's a stack of ways to get in contact with either myself or Justine. First, you can find us on Facebook, Fano Ma. Search Tahika, click like, and you'll get our weekly updates. Then there's the webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash Tahika. There you can listen to this week's show and previous shows, plus you'll find some useful links. Think of it as a supplement to the show. <laughs> and then there's email Fano, like the one we got from Colin. Hi, Justine and Mariah. I look forward to your program every week and bringing the important items from Maori and Aotearoa. As a 60-year-old Pākehā male, you may not expect this, but your program and native affairs on Māori TV are always worth it. I've had the benefit of living in Canada for 30 years to appreciate diversity and other cultures. New Zealand would be a more interesting place if all Pākehā listened to your program. Please put me on your email list. Thanks, Colin. 
Kia ora Colin, and keep those emails coming into the show whanau ma. I'm Justine Murray. And I'm Mariah Rakraku, and this is Te Aika. <laughs> Te Aika, Radio New Zealand National. Justine and I both descend from the tūpana Tamatia Pukai Whenua. Me through Ngāti Kahununu Iwi. And me through Ngāti Ranginui Iwi. Tamatia Pōkai Whenua was the father of Kahunganu. Yes, that Kahunganu of Rongomai Wahine and the Pāwa fame, and the person the iwi along the lower part of the east coast of the North Island takes its name from, Ngāti Kahunganu. And over in Tauranga, where Justine is from, Kahunganu had a brother Ranginui, and that's how her iwi get their name, Ngāti Ranginui. But back to Tamatia Pōkai Whenua, that place this time, not the person. That's five minutes from Pōrangaho in Central Hawke's Bay. And where Justine visited a few weeks back. <laughs> I don't know the words, I can't yeah, remember yeah. all the words, but what yeah. happened to that, that was, um, mm. compo- the music was composed mm. by a guy called Ihaya Hutana mm. for a group that went with the um, New Zealand Youth Orchestra to Australia um, for the Bicentennial. Mm. Now the two verses were the words of our children, our kids who were away at boarding school, most of them at the time, and what they talk, the words, the meaning of the first and second verses is about their whakapapa, their whanaungatanga to this place while they're away at school, and then being rangatahi and going out into the world. That that was basically the meaning of that waiata. And we sang it with the New Zealand Youth Orchestra in Australia. Okay, so... Uh, what a- the longest place name in the world. I'm here uh, standing at the sign. Taumata whakatangi hanga kō wo o tamatia turi puka kapi... Oh! Turi... Oh. Turi puka... Turi pū kaka. Oh! Turi pū kaka piki maunga horonuku pōkai whenua ki tana tahu. I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and make oh, me sound fluid. One over the top of it, eh? <laughs> but uh, there, but it's got a Mac one over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what thing is. There was no. Um... What part where the, where the Mac one is supposed to be? Tutti Poo Kaka. Tutti Poo. Tutti Poo. Kaka. Tutti Poo Kaka. Have another go, babe. Tau mata whakatangi hanga ko wau wau o tamatia. Turi pū kā kā piki maunga horonuku pōkai whenua ki tana tahu. Up on this property here, there's a, a, a creek called Jacob's Creek, referred to as Jacob's Ladder. Beyond it was Matanui, the marae. And so if you go up there, it's, it's a very spooky marae actually. Oh, you know where the marae once was. Um, now, two brothers owned these two properties. Uh, it's now in the hands of our Penonga Ross Scott. Um, and so had the tourist 
people have sponsored, given him money to to improve the roadway up there and all those sorts of things. Um, uh, my father taught me that the prop, the longest place name or the knoll, it's only a knoll, mm-hmm. not a mountain, is actually on this property. But however, it's 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 over there and that's okay. That's where we are pouring a hoe, work with it there, and. Um, we support Rossi and his venture mm. and uh, the, that family. Tēnā koutou wahine mā. We heard from Te Poriti Tipine and Morehu Smith. And a big thanks to Marketer Nipe Apatu Thorstenson for being a super uber driver on the day. March 2010 was one of the most bittersweet times in the history of Ngāti Kirihapu, of Rongo Marae Rua Marae, the marae was being prepped for visitors, all get up and ready to participate in the marae DIY renovation programme. And as you do, some of the whānau headed out diving the day before it was all due to kick off to gather kaimoana. And that's just what Bevan Tipine Matua did. He went out into the nearby moana to dive for kaimoana and tragically drowned. Which cast a heavy heart upon the whānau and especially Bevan's father, Rangitane, who took Justin on a tour of the now-completed Rongo Marae Rō Marae, Pūrongohau, and recalls the difficult period. Ngā marae o te motu. O ko te mea tuatahi, um, kia mōhi o ai te whakamininga ko wai e kōrero nei, ko wai koe nōhi a koe? Ah, no ko nei ahau. Um, I probably, uh, I don't know, we've been here since time began, really, on Pūrongohau, and... This what is about iwi and hapu here, Ngāti Kere. Uh, Ngāti Kere is the main hapu. And then we've got Pihere. We've got a lot of, lot of older sub, sub-branches of hapu. Um, Manuhiri, but we've also got very strong Rangitane connections. So we are, um, we're just making our way towards the um, Whare Nui, Tipuna Whare. What Ai, is there a name uh, that you refer uh, to? Tipu Hoa Kahungunu, Tuarua. This is the second Te Pohokaungani, the first one being being built in the late or mid-1800s, came down in the early century. And this one here is just, we've just celebrated its 100th birthday. Built in 1912 um, by Hokofutu, uh, Rokawa came here and built this beautiful place. And we've had restoration programs and it's in very, very good condition. And so the first one that you spoke about um, that was... Mairano, way back in the day, and was that um, was that burnt, and then this was re- this replaced it. What yes, was that? they uh, unfortunately they they built the the, the, the body structure of the fares of untreated timber, so they didn't have a long life, but the carvings were of course totara, and it was fully carved, and we still to this day retain some of those old carvings. But as happened in those days, you didn't interfere with another tipuna uh, fakaid or. Uh, carvings and they were taken to Rurapara to be destroyed but a uh, bit of a long story about it but we managed to save some. Te poho o kahungunu? Te poho kahungunu. The meaning of that ingwa, that name? Well te poho kahungunu as you look at it of course you walk into the, well, the, the, the te poho mean the chest so you're walking into the, the bosom of kahungunu. So we're out uh, in front of um, Te Poho o Kahungunu, and to our uh, left and right is the, um, the Pai Pai Tapu. Aye. aye. And was it, um, I mean, it's very handy, ne? <laughs> aye, aye, uh, very beautiful. And so we do the, manu, the Manuhiri uh, 
sit on this on the uh, Kyle, Kyle, um, oh? as they come through you approach our front of our house the manuhiri on that side and us on this side so the manuhiri um, to our right and the hokainga to our left are there any names uh, that you can share with me of the paipai tapu uh, the... not at this stage because it is a recent addition actually that we we just this year run a um, well early last year I think it was run a DIY program and we built these so we're in the throes of naming and uh, yeah these these um, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, hi, hi. And the DIY program you're referring to is the Māori Television program, yes, yes. Um, DIY or do-it-yourself uh, yes. Marae. Well, in the, well, let's talk about the whare first, um, being built in 1912. By about 1960s, it was almost down on the ground. Well, the, the, the structure was as an old. The, the borer got in and ate away, so we um, managed to get help with some uh, some people from the museum, come some a conservator came up and advised us, and we set about fixing it all up. So between 1912 and now, we've had probably three or four major restoration programs on the on the whare. and then the DIY program, of course, came in here. We put the concrete around and we put these beautiful, beautiful structures in place and tidied up our grounds. I'm with uh, Rangitane Tipini. Shall we move towards inside uh, Te Pohokanganu? Mm-hmm. The um, tiko is, is that a tupuna? Uh, te kere. Te kere. Uh, of our uh, Nazi yes. kere. Yes. <clears throat> so we're just making our way inside uh, the... Uh, do you call this a whareinui? Uh, whareinui, yes. And I can uh, immediately see lots and lots of photos of... Uh, Tupuna inside Te Poho Kahunganu here at Rongo Marae Rua Marae. So although we probably don't have time to talk about every single photo, Rangitane, who are some of the, uh, the, the tupuna that um, are looking at us today? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, a big question. <laughs> but I'll concentrate on my own group if we look up here. Uh, Tipene Matua, his son uh, Takitake, his son, Kākaho. His son was me. Oh, okay. So Tipene Matua sat on a paipai at the opening of this whare in 1912. Okay? So he was the, one of the speakers who spoke. So he got one, two, three, four generations that we're still talking about. The, yes, so uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. So all this sort of work here, this panel work was all taken down and Restored, mm-hmm. very beautiful, very beautiful. All the carvings were carvings were restored, touched up. Yeah, and then all the our, our ropia connections, our tekuru connections, uh, all in all in the whare here. Those paintings over there, or oh, photo, <laughs> painted over photos, I think. Mm. Yeah. What's the kawa of this marae? When the two papaku comes inside, where where does the two papaku, and what's the colour surrounding that? Well, in our case, we bring through the end of the fare, another under the this, this po here, but I think in Kaunganu it, it, it varies from marae to marae, but but Bungati Kini, that's what we do. Probably more out of convenience rather than traditional, uh, uh, because of course you've got your manuhiri down the side, and, and our locals are on the side. Can you tell us about any of the, 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 the patterns used or the, 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 the popo that are in here? At our recent 100-year uh, centennial, the, the, we had speakers come and talking about this particular carver. 
And in our, as we grew up, they were never named. They were never, ever named. And I, I don't know the exact reason why, but um, we learned so much about it in recent times that um, perhaps we may go ahead and, and do some of that sort of work. So they weren't named since? No, since they were cast. Now, um, Rangitani, with, with you know the the technology that's available um, these stages, you know some marae that I've been to have have, have um, leaned towards a more modern um, way, such as uh, an example as as heating. I mean, does this marae have any um, contemporary additions? And you also have the DIY. So, has anything changed? Oh, well, for the addition of a few heaters, and in one restoration program, they put a hole in the side of the here to put that door in there to, which leads to our, our amenities out there right. and it caused a bit of a bit of an outrage and I think it was the 1960s when they done that but besides everything is exactly as it when it was built. So directly to the Whare Nui is the, um, the ablution area? Yes. What does the marae host? This marae is very very busy. It's Seldom a weekend goes by without something happening. We've got church, we have church once a month, we have weddings, we have birthdays, tangihanga of course. It's always something on. And so we had a large, we had the 28th Māori Battalion, Anzac Day, and 600 people. And so what's your role within the marais? I'm the chairman of our trustees, uh, which is the legal identity of the marae. Chumai and Whakapapa, of course, that puts me firmly on the ground here. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. At <Kōrauhau>, yes, yes. <laughs> Ka pai, kia ora, kia ora rangitāne. In terms of the, the 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 painting and the so uh, the the panels are, they, are those tukutuku panels? Yes, uh, original. Yes. Yeah, and tell us about the the group effort that it took to to make the marae to work on the different po and the tukutuku panels. The internal structure was borer ridden, so every oh, carving right. had to come down, every panel had to come down, had to be had to be meticulously worked on under the direction of a conservator. And it took months and months of work. And a lot of that work, of course, was free labour. And to restore it back to its condition as it is in today. And the beauty about it, of course, is this, the carver who came here in 1912 to do this work, there there aren't many many good examples of his carvings left. So we're very proud to to be able to um, have this this, this whare here. So just to be clear, Rangitani, these po that I'm looking at are from 1912. Yes. How many can this comfortably um, sleep? And where's the mattress room? I can't Ooh, see it. <laughs> I guess you'd put 200 people in here to, yeah. to squeeze. Was the DIY, the DIY must have been an event where all the whānau came together near. Yeah. Excuse me. The DIY was marked in a... In a Get the heart of my appalling. If one were, I talked about the generations, I went one, two, whatever it was. At the beginning of our DIY, we lost the boy in a very tragic drowning. Right at the time, he was gathering power for the for uh, for the DIY. And of course, he was my son. You're um, talking about Bevan. Bevan, 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 yeah. So that, <clears throat> that, that put a, a big spoke on the wheel of the DIY, but we decided to, to carry on. Let's do justice to this boy of ours. And <clears throat> so we carried on. Hundreds of people turned up. 
Well, there were hundreds of people at the, at the Tanghyang anyway, mm. and most of them stayed on, and we worked all night. We, had, we originally had four days to do it. We'd done it in just under two days, the whole program, which was an amazing feat. They turned the lights on at night. They worked all night, mm. all day. They just didn't stop. Wonderful experience. Mm. Mm. Wonderful experience. Yeah, so the DIY, yeah. It's a bittersweet <clears throat> memory. Yes, it is, it is, it is, yeah. It's bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to bring um, Rangitani, your his sister, the sister, I, mm. Pauline. Te Poriti. Te you are the sister of I. So can you, what, what can you share about uh, with us um, during that period where uh, Rongo Marairua when I went through the DIY. Oh, it was a marvellous And it's still pretty really. recent and it's, yeah, it, just, it seems like yesterday, and as Rangitani said, his son was drowned, you know, getting kai for the DIY to feed the people. And um, it was a, well, when I say wonderful experience, it's sad as well with the, the Bevan's tangi. And um, we had hundreds here, hundreds of people here, and the local people as well as the DIY people worked all night, all day, all night to finish it. They were allotted four days and they got it done in two days. Mm. So it was, it's still a bittersweet memory. It's still fairly new in our minds and yes, my yes. brother's minds. Yes. You know, a young man to be taken like that. Mm. Mm. But um, as you saw as you came in, how lovely it is, our marae is beautiful, really, and uh, we are all so proud of it. So proud of it. We've done a lot of mahi here. Moru sitting over there. We're very proud of our marae. And um, it's a legacy for us to leave to our mokupuna. Well, kui ranga kōrero e pāna ki te poho kahunganu. That's uh, the Farinui te poho kahunganu. I'm at Rungo Marae, Rua Marae. And uh, should we make our way to the Farekai? Just as we walk into our Farekai, we're passing the Taurapa of the Waka Tamati Araki Nui, commissioned Beautiful. in 1990 for the um, celebrations up, Waitangi celebrations up north. Unfortunately, the um, the hole got damaged, it was never fixed, so because the waka was carved here by us, by, well, carved on our marae, I should say, by uh, many carvers from Kahunganu, uh, we were lucky to be able to retain the tūrapa and the rauawa of the waka. The waka was 36 metres long, and e- each figure on the rauawa on the fence there are named after tipuna throughout Kahunganu. Oh, I've just noticed that. Sorry. <laughs> you were talking about the... Yeah. Those oh, big panels there. And this, and yes. This. So this is the... the so is that the length of the waka? That was the, oh, a bit longer than that, actually. Okay, so... So those are the side panels. What do you know what they call them? How did you get and them down here? Oh. The waka was built here in the oh, 1990s. Right. Mm. Oh, And it was okay. transported up north for the right. celebrations. And then a uh, bit of a long story, but it, it came apart... And we were able to rescue these carvings from it. Okay. And what's that little whare over there, uh, Rangitani, to the side of the whare? Oh, it was just a little addition, um, and we named it Kere. Kere. And it was sort of built as a, as a mattress room, but... Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and then the status of it changed to a whare uh, taonga. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the moment, that's the only part of this marae that hasn't been... Uh, renovated, and we're working on that. Whare Tonga, do you have photos inside? Or? Uh, we Yes, oh, photos okay. and treasures of, of our people. Yeah. Yeah. 
And what's, gee, is that a boulder? <laughs> this in front that of is, yes, that's uh, Ruamano, and the year 2000 was brought up from the beach here, and it's, uh, we had karaki, and it's a, it's a, it's a, a kohatu that we use to bless things, like people's taonga, place it on, karakia. And so would you do that rangitani as part of your mahi? Well, not so much me, there's uh, guys who um, oh, yeah. are far more competent at karakia for this sort of thing than I, of course. But yeah. That's what that is. And so we're making our way so, to... Yeah, so if we just look back on the marae, and I'll just point out that prior DIY, uh, there was no, nothing here on the ati at all. So if you look back, we've got beautiful concrete paths, yes. beautiful waharua, beautiful shelters, and that's made our marae a bit more special than what Yes. It, yeah, it's very, very nice. Very nice. Yes, definitely. And so we're making our way back into the uh, Farikai, and it's got rather a well, quite quite a bit of a long name, ne? Yeah. Um, to, uh, it's quite big. It's my first impression. Quite it's a quite big, big yeah. yeah. It, uh, a fairly recent addition, um, 2001. Uh, it was built, and yeah, uh, we had a, a very old structure here that lasted for many generations, and. It had all the beauty that those old farekai gives you. It had a great big open fire that we cooked our, put our pots on and, and um, many stories and it was used as a clubhouse and a wedding house and all those <laughs> fun things. And then we built, managed to get some funding together and build this beautiful, yeah, our farekai. Te te ua tamariki o rangi wawahia. And of course... Um, there's a story with a yes. little name like that. Yes, Te Uua Tamariki a Te Rangiwawahi. Children of Rangiwawahi who'd done the work in gathering food in the Kaiho Kai war that took place here on our coast uh, was named after that. And that's the story? That's pretty much the well, So Te Rangiwawahi is one of the local tupuna here? Yes, or, yes, 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 yes. Okay. What are the, um, the, the kai available in this particular area, Rangitani and Porangahau? Is this a, is this a kai moana? When you have hakari, is it plentiful oh, yes. um, kai? Oh, yes. Very much so. There's an old um, proverb, Iakere uh, Tangahuru, Kangahuru Noati, which pertains to it's always harvest time in Ngati Kere. And that's precisely what it is. Uh, we are very rich in kai moana, we are rich in people. We are rich in giving people, and, and we are rich in forest things. And right to this day, uh, we feel humbled if the sea is rough and we can't put a power on our table for our visitors. Uh, but we manage to always manage to get a something, be it a cockle, a power, a crayfish, or a fish. But, uh, but yes, because uh, there were thousands of people here in the old days. In fact, just down here is a place called Blackhead. Captain Cook named it Blackhead after the black heads that he saw on the cliffs. Thousands and thousands of people. That's nice. how it got its name. And, of course, to this day, that kaimona is still, still pretty good. Uh, we talked about the whare nui, the marae itself, the whare taonga, the whare kai, and that is ngā marae o te motu. Kia ora rā. Kia ora. Ngā marae o te motu. For pictures of my visit, head to radionz.co.nz forward slash teahika, that's T-E-A-H-I-K-A-A. And if you just joined us and missed the show, head to the same webpage, click the link at the top that says listen to the programme, easy as. 
Anaira Awai Nata Ano Miti Fakatauki. Tetahi unga kuru e enohu nei haifari ki muatatai mai, muatatai mai. Pini na he he me he me he ke mai nga itrafeu, he me he ke mai nga kupa ringuia tetahi unga tohunga fakumutu nga tohu fari. Kakiai katsiputu faihanga e he kakiwau. Weno te faihanga tāko e kōruru nei. And so the the phrase katsiputu faihanga. We have used that for a number of years now as a basis for what we do, and essentially what it means is, and so innovation and creativity will flourish, and you create the conditions to support that. And so, to 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 enable that to flourish, you create positive conditions, constructive conditions. Um, you acknowledge uh, the rights and the wrongs of the past. But if you stay there, then you don't go anywhere. So you've got to, you've got to unburden yourself, I think, is the word, um, and get on with life. Mm. And that's what we're we're doing. Wain ngata takuingwa no uawa tataerafiti ngatira teitanga hawiti ngati prohoki. Coming up later on this month, Māori singers, some old and some new, come together for Pao Pao Pao. We'll bring you coverage from the Wellington gig. And artist Andrea Hopkins is hosting the first ever exhibition featuring Wahine Māori in Whangarei. He mihi tēnā ki ngā kai kōrero i tēnei wiki ki te whānau o ngā tikere ki a koe e wainata nā mihi. He mihi anō ki ngā kai rā wiki wiki mihini mai te whānau a te ahi kā. Kia tātou katoa. Māori ora.